Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. Welcome to Living Waters Flowing. I am Nina Menace. Of course, as always, it is a pleasure to be before you. This is Sunday, uh, April the 10th. Ooh, my goodness, this month is going by so fast. And it's a beautiful day here in Florida. Um, just loving it. I love the weather. It's a little cooler in the mornings than usual. It's about 73 degrees here right now. So I am loving the weather. But anyway, um, I want to um, say thank you all for your love and support, Queens of God. Um, I, I give God glory, honor, and praise. Um, just the group as a whole blesses me. What's being posted, what we share, how we communicate back and forth. Um, I'm just loving it. I'm loving what God is doing through this group. So I'm, I'm so thankful, so grateful. And also um, to my listeners, to my faithful listeners, thank you all so much. Your love and support is so awesome. I mean, I really and truly do this out of obedience to God, but it's just wonderful to know that the word is being received and um, it's really ministering to you and your family. Um, I looked on. I don't see who exactly like individual people that watch me unless you send me an email or send me a message through Facebook. But I noticed that we got watchers in Ireland and Australia. So God bless you all for listening from abroad. Thank you so much. And I pray that this uh, podcast continues to be a blessing to you. Okay. So let's jump into the word today. Of course, this is going to be in continuation from last week. So let's go ahead and start out with prayer. Father God, we thank you. We glorify your name. We lift you high because you are worthy of it all. You're worthy of it all, God. All that we have, all that we we think we have, all that we do, Lord, we do this in honor in reverence of you, God. So Lord, we humble ourselves right now before your presence. And we say, have your way, Holy Spirit. Have your way. Minister your heart to your people. Lord, I am just a vessel and I am available for you to use. So Lord, I decrease and I ask that you increase, that you would fill my mouth with good things that you would spill over your revelation and your word, God, even beyond, as always, beyond what I have written and what you've given me in our time together. Lord, feel free to say and do whatever you please. Just have your way. In the mighty name of Jesus, God, prepare the people's heart for what you have to say. In the name of Jesus, amen. All right, everybody, I'm really excited about this portion because This portion goes a little bit further. Um, Of course, you know, last week and this week is a continuation of what we've been talking about. Only God can satisfy deep longing revealed. Only God can satisfy deep longing revealed. And last week we actually um, were talking about God knows what we really need. He knows the need, the true need behind what we think we need. Sometimes we think we know ourselves and we're like, oh yeah, I know that's what I need. But God sees up under that. He sees up under the the need for more money, the need for more 
attention, the need for more food, the need for more possessions, the need for more accolades, the need for more um, more time to, to do things that we feel like is a, is a must to take care of, but it's not pleasing God. It's not in fulfillment with what God wants. But he knows that he knows the wind behind that ambition that that we sometimes have that's outside of his will. So he he knows what we really, really need. And I'm going to just go over that one um, chapter and verse. Um, that's Jeremiah one and five. It says, I know I knew you before I formed you in your mother's womb. Before you were born, I set you apart and appointed you as my prophet to the nations. This is speaking of actual prophets. And also this is in reference to what you have been called to do in the earth. And we made that clear last week. And um, we're just going to continue out. We talked about also in point two, that God wants to fill and overflow the places in us that were, that we're trying to satisfy with other people and things. So we talked about food as a start. We've talked about food. Yes, we did. We went there. <laughs> and trust me, it was very personal to me because that's been a lifelong um, battle that I have been fighting. And even to this day, um, I still fight that battle. But now I fight in an understanding. I fight in the spirit. And with that being said, I'm still going to continue to fight because <laughs> I know that God has so much more in plan for us. And sometimes the enemy will try to use food to get our bodies in a position where we can't fulfill that purpose. But the devil is a lie. Uh, we come against that in the name of Jesus. Amen. So we talked about that and we talked about uh, money. We talked about money, how we can uh, paper chase and and how we can just go, you know, full throttle, trying to get as much money as we can. And we kind of clarified that sometimes the love of money is covering up other things. Sometimes it's the fear of not having enough money or um, just lack in general or having that poverty mindset. So we talked about that. But uh, this week, we're actually going to dive into two different areas uh, that were important for God to um, address with his people. And so another way that we um, actually try to cover up and and try to um, satisfy with other things, we try to cover up loneliness as well. Loneliness. And God wants us to know that we are never alone. Never. Never. See, when you accepted Jesus Christ as your Savior and your Lord, the Holy Spirit came in and took up residence in you. He came up, he came right up in your spirit and made himself at home in you. So you're never alone. And God wants us to know that because the enemy wants us to believe that we are walking around alone. And we're, we're not talking about people who are physically alone, who's not married, who doesn't have children, who just lives on their own, whatever. Not talking about that. There are some people who are married, who are surrounded, or who's not married, but they're surrounded with people, but they still feel lonely. They still feel lonely. They still feel alone because they feel like only they are experiencing the things that they are 
um, going through in their trials and tribulations. Only they are uh, dealing with the problems and the the issues and the depression or whatever it is that's, that's a problem for them. They feel like they're alone in that. And so God wants us to know that you are not alone. And that keeps the person from reaching out different with different avenues to try to cover up that loneliness. Sometimes people will be lonely and they'll go out and do things. Um, maybe um, stay in a, in a state of um, intoxication with either drugs or alcohol to try to meet that need, to try to stay high on drugs or to try to cling to the wrong kind of people that they know they shouldn't be with. But they are so afraid of being alone. They are so um, determined not to spend their life by themselves. And so they will connect with the wrong people, even if those people are abusive, even if those people are hurtful to them, their life, their career. Um, if those people are, are just taking control of their life and they still cling to these people because they feel like they need them. They don't want to be alone. They don't want to feel that loneliness. But that loneliness is just a open spot, an open area that only God can feel. See, sometimes it comes off as loneliness, but really it's an open desire, a deep longing that only God can feel. That is the number one way that you know that you need to get before God and get in his presence. Go there in prayer, which is just simply talking to him and listening to him, as well as getting into his word, seeing what he has to say, because I guarantee you the areas that you are really needing God in, you can find out what God is saying to you in his word, and he will come to you directly through prayer, through being in his presence, and he will speak to you. He will give you the the wise behind things. He'll like, for instance, he'll if you're dealing with loneliness and you notice that you get lonely around certain types of year or times of year, let's say during Christmas or or during uh, Valentine's Day or all of those things. And it seems like you just get this deep loneliness or, or pull inside of you. That is really God pulling on you because there's something in you that God wants to heal. There's something in you that is occurring every every few months, every year. Um, maybe when you are experiencing certain types of emotions, um, when you are um, at your lowest, when things aren't going right for you, um, you tend to feel like you're alone and lonely. Or it could be that maybe um, if you were in a relationship and it didn't work out and all of a sudden you feel lonely, you feel alone. God is drawing you close to him. And the enemy will try to use that drawing, that inner longing, and try to make you feel like you are lonely, that you are all alone, that nobody cares, that nobody is really um, interested in you. They just want what they want from you, but they really are not interested in you. And that in a lot of cases, that's not true. That's not true. Some people don't even know that you're going through things and they're so used to relying on you that they honestly, I mean, without trying to, but they forget that you are in need as well. Sometimes, sometimes you need to hear, Hey, how are you doing? How, how, how are things going? 
Are you okay? Sometimes that very question, are you okay, can bring so much love and comfort to somebody. So always remember that. Somebody that is going through around you, and I'm talking about even the people that seem to be the strongest, that seem to have all the answers for everybody, can go through those times where somebody needs to stop and say, hey, how are you doing? Are you okay? That means a lot. And God can allow them to to say what it is that they're going through and they open up to you and you're allowed to go in and pray, to go in and open yourself and let the Lord just put words in your mouth for them. But even more so, it still leads back to God. It still leads back to God, that deep longing that only God can feel. But I'm telling you, the human nature and the enemy will try to use that as a catalyst to fill it with other things, to fill it with other people, to fill it with uh, food, like we talked about in the last one, <laughs> to fill it with more money, to go out there and try to make more money and fill it, fill your bank account, fill your savings, fill your uh, your safe up in your house with dollars. So it 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 turns into something that it shouldn't be because God simply is drawing you closer to him. Amen. Okay, let me get off of that. Hallelujah, my God. So let's go to the word. Let's go to John 14 and 16. John 14 and 16. Now Jesus spoke of his death and that he'll leave us or leave the Holy Spirit with us uh, during this. So this is Jesus. Jesus said, and I will ask the father and he will give you another advocate to help you and be with you forever. See, like I said before, the Holy Spirit is right there with you. In Deuteronomy 31 and 8, it says the Lord himself goes before you and will be with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. See, sometimes the enemy, like I said, he'll send that spirit of discouragement over you. He'll he'll send some loneliness, some depression to try to keep you locked in one place. And that's what the main thing is. Sometimes the enemy knows that you are committed to God, that you are committed to doing what he wants you to do or committed to your line of work, committed to doing what it is you're doing in your business. And he will try to stop you by bringing discouragement. He'll try to make you feel like you're all alone. But the but the Holy Spirit is with you and he rises up strong in you and all you need to do is just talk to him i don't care what time of day it is stop and talk to him i do it i I work from home and that's a lovely thing i absolutely love it because throughout the day i'm talking to the holy spirit (laughs) throughout the day sometimes you just need to get some stuff off your chest and say the holy spirit now look i need you on this Because these folks is tap dancing on the last nerve, the one in the back that don't nobody know about. (laughs) So I I know y'all know what I'm saying. So this is really letting us know that God knew that the enemy would try to use loneliness to try to stop us, to paralyze us, to keep us from going forward, uh, to keep us in fear, to keep us locked down and thinking that nobody cares and all of that. It's just not true. Now, as it relates to relationships, singles, um, 
Now let's go to Genesis 2 and 18. Those who are single. Now listen now. The Lord God said, it is not good for man to be alone. I will make a helper suitable for him. Okay, so I know that men and women listen to me. So men, that means that you have somebody out there who is your helper. You may be believing for a wife. You know that your life is is moving in an in a direction and God has been putting it on your heart to be on the lookout for your wife. But that doesn't mean that you're going to find her in the usual places, in some places. I mean, you really have to be led by God. You really do. And sometimes that means coming off a, t- a tender. Uh, he- hello? H- hello? That that uh, means you have to come off of that other fish. Uh, what, what's the name of it? Plenty of fish. There it is. Plenty of fish. Sometimes you have to come off of some of those. And um, not to say that you can't meet your kingdom spouse that way. Not to say that, but only if you are led by God. Now, I can't reiterate that enough. If you are not led by God to go to a dating site, please don't put yourself out there like that. Don't do it because the enemy loves for God's chosen people to get out there and just blindly present themselves. So he can send the biggest distractions, the biggest um, um, just mess. Okay. (laughs) It's just a hot mess. No, please be led by the Holy Spirit, men of God and women, ladies, Lord have mercy. It says here is not good for man to be alone and I will send a helper suitable for him. So that means, ladies, that when you're waiting, when you're waiting for your husband, when you're waiting to meet your spouse, that means that you have to have some patience. That means that when that loneliness comes on you and you feel like, oh, I don't want to be alone for the rest of my life. I don't want to be sitting here waiting for my husband and and I just don't want to be spending this time alone. I don't want to die alone. I want to have kids. Or if you have kids, I want to have a father for my children and I want a head of my household and and I want us to go and, and do life together. OK, I get it. Trust me on this. I've been single for many years and The first part of that, um, I struggled with it uh, for many reasons, which throughout these podcasts, you'll hear me talk about it because the Lord has opened me up to talk more about that part of my life. But I came to a point where my focus was on God and that loneliness left me. So as soon as I focused and shifted my life to pleasing God, to his word to doing what he wanted me to do. Um, I went ahead and, and joined this church, me and my mom and it's Judah Christian assembly. Oh, praise God. Pastor, uh, or now Bishop Donald Woody, uh, senior. And, um, the, the, the great part is I knew of him at another church, um, greater first deliverance temple. He was a, uh, a the leader of a well one of the um lead vocalists at that uh, church's choir and as a little girl i used to love him well later on he ended up having a church and as soon as i heard his name it was like it was a drawing card for me to come back to the lord to come back 
to what I needed to be in line with. Okay. And I was with my boyfriend at that time who was still alive and we'll, we'll talk about all that later. Um, but as soon as I aligned my life of with that ministry, with, um, getting in their music ministry, with getting in their ministerial prep class, I mean, it was just a journey that took me out of now, not to say that I didn't experience loneliness along the way I did here and there, but it was not something that dominated my life. I wasn't just sitting up saying, Oh God, I need to, I need a man. I need, you know, no, it was like the more I paid attention to what God was doing, when he started getting me involved in women's ministry, when he started getting me involved in all these other things, it, it just took me completely out of that mindset. And I began to really rely on God and his presence and really dig into who he is and be in his word and, and learn how to pray and learn how to pray for others. So my priority switched over to God's work instead of me sitting back waiting for my husband. Okay. You know, you see where I'm going with that ladies. Okay. So we have to get busy, but most importantly, I found comfort in God's presence. I found comfort in those times when loneliness would come upon me. I would go in prayer. I would go in prayer. I would go in worship. I would put on my worship music and it would just be me and God. That loneliness would leave me. And I thank God for that. And so there also, there's also going to be seasons in your life where God will draw you away from people for a time. And a greater purpose. Now, this is not saying that, you know, you always be away from people. And trust me, I've <laughs> we'll, we'll discuss that later. But he'll draw you away for greater purposes, for your healing, the things that you've gone through in your life, the trauma, the the different times of rejection and the different times that you had great loss in your life. The times that you um lost a, a great relationship that you thought that you would hold on to or the times that you may have been rejected by family and friends or times that you have experienced um, trauma in your body. Maybe there was an accident that caused something to change in your life with your health. Um, maybe sicknesses and diseases in your body have caused you to live a different life now. Um, maybe there are times where you have felt that you were strong in one area. And then all of a sudden, when you dealt with some things at your job or, you know, anything that can try to pull you in opposite direction, where God is trying to heal those areas, when he's trying to do a deep healing, he will pull you away from people for a time. And he'll do so also for purification and sanctification. When we come and we say, God, change me. I want to be made new. I want to, I want to be used for your purposes. You got to watch what you ask for now. I want to be used for your glory. I want to be used to honor you, God. I, I, use me, God. I'm here. I'm, I'm ready. Well, God will pull you away from all those people you feel like you can't do without. And say, okay, well, I need your undivided attention. I need you to spend time with, I need you to pull on the resources of heaven that I have for you so that I can pour into you all that you've been asking me for. You've been asking me to be a vessel. You've been asking me to 
be used for my glory. So now for my glory, I need to set you apart physically to, so I can pour into you. And sometimes that healing and that purification and sanctification be happening right at the same time. In fact, that's most of the time because some of the things that we're not healed from can become a roadblock in ministry if he's not able to get that that purification, sanctification and healing done. So that pulls us away as well. And so also he pulls us away for profound revelation in our lives and for others. There are times where God will pull you away and say, "Okay, I need to do a whole new download of my word, the revelation of my word. I need to use the things that you've gone through in your life and I need to reveal to you why, why you had to go through that, why you experienced that. Let me show you in my word what what this has birthed in you so that you can release this word to my people. So that you can encourage that heart that comes to you that went through the same thing and you can encourage them with the word and through the word of your testimony. Amen. Hallelujah. Sometimes we just don't know that our lives and the things that we go through, even the ugly stuff, the bad stuff, the hurtful stuff, all of that is going to set somebody free. Amen. Somebody is going to be set free from the trauma that you've gone through and then the revelation in his word on what that trauma produced in your life. Hallelujah. So let me tell you, it is all setting you up for the next season of your life. It's all setting you up for the next chapter of your life. And that's why we have to trust God in everything I posted that on Facebook that God is even in the bad with us. He's he's in it with us. He's not going to leave us or forsake us. So we cannot assume that being alone is always a bad thing. It's not. But we should see it as just part of God's process. It's all part of the process. The enemy will always try to present us with loneliness. That is why it is imperative. Ooh, imperative that you hear from God about what he is doing and and or what he wants you to do during these seasons. Amen. Very important. And so the last thing we're going to talk about quickly, I'm going to try to get through this in about 10 minutes, y'all. Give me 10 minutes. So the next area and the last area for now um, that we're going to deal with is sex. That's either premarital or adultery if you're married. Let's go to 1 Timothy 4 three through five. And it reads, it is God's will that you should be sanctified, that you should avoid sexual immorality, that each of you should learn to control their own body in a way that is holy and honorable, not in passionate lusts like pagans who do not know God. And why is he saying this? Because sex is a spiritual activity. Sex is a spiritual act. I have been living a life of celibacy for many years. And I know the difference that my spirit man, as far as the positioning of how I, how I receive things in the spirit or how I'm able to hear the clarity that you hear God in 
when you have sex, that can be distorted. Um, I'm not going to deal with that right now, but I'm going to go to 1 Corinthians 6, 15 through 20. 1 Corinthians 6, 15 through 20. And so God is speaking right now, y'all. So let's start with verse 15. Do you not know that your bodies are members of Christ? Shall I then take the members of Christ and make them members of a harlot? Certainly not. Or do you not know that he who has joined to a harlot is one in body with her? One in body. We'll deal with that in a minute. For the two, he says, shall become one flesh. But he who is joined to the Lord is one spirit with him. Flee sexual immorality, every sin that a man does outside the body, but, I'm sorry, every sin that a man does is outside the body, but he who commits sexual immorality sins against his own body. Or do you not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have from God, and you are not your own, for you were bought at a price Therefore, glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. Amen. And see, let's go back up to that area I said I was going to deal with. It says here, or you or do you not know that you that he who is joined to a harlot is one with body with her for the two, he says, shall become one flesh. Where did we hear that? at? We heard that in Genesis 2 and 24. It says that. That is why a man leaves his father and mother and is united to his wife and they become one flesh. We're speaking of that sexual act, that spiritual act. So let's look at this. So this shows us that the truth behind what sex really is, it is a spiritual act. And when done, there is a spiritual transaction taking place. You you take on their spirits. They take on your spirits. You are opening yourself up to receive whatever spirits are tormenting that other person. Let me say that again. When you have sex outside of marriage, you are opening your spirit to receive and to to receive an attachment of other spirits that may be tormenting, controlling, manipulating the person you're having sex with. Now, this gives you a whole new perspective because let's just be real. A lot of times we, we just think of the act, how it feels. And this is coming from somebody who was addicted to sex. And we're going to get into that in many podcasts down the road. <laughs> but you, all you can think of is the sexual activity. And the different things that you want to do and all of that, all of that stuff, which is good within the bounds of marriage. Because see, when you're married, married couples, they have sex. And this is a power exchange between the two of them that strengthens the marriage. It strengthens the bond, the spiritual bond between them. And so it is so important for couples, married couples to always have sex. And, um, but even still, now that let's be real. Now I know I I can hear some of y'all saying, well, wait a minute. Now there are many 
men and women that be uh, stepping out on their wife, stepping out on their husband, and they ain't truthful and they ain't being faithful. And they, <laughs> yeah, so that, that ain't true. That, that ain't true. Some people just want to hop around. Okay, I get it. But let me tell you what God shared with me about that. He said, if one of them still has not found satisfaction in life, has not received the Lord as Savior and Lord in their life, they may have the need to find satisfaction in having sex outside of marriage. If they have not themselves found satisfaction in God's presence, have not found what they needed, have not received God's healing in certain areas, because they may have gone through some things in their life that causes them to feel insecure, insignificant, and they find their significance in providing pleasure to other people. Come on now, we're being real. Sometimes they don't feel like they are much of anything unless they are providing pleasure for someone else. Hello. And this is just real. I've been there. Trust me. So they, they try to find their satisfaction through sex outside of marriage. Um, or before um, any marriage, premarital sex. So this does not mean that their spouse is not enough. Now, I want you to hear me on this. The spouse that is being cheated on, it doesn't mean that they were never enough. It means that there's a longing and an insecurity, an open, gaping hole in their soul within themselves that they think that more sex can feel, but only God can satisfy. Only God can satisfy those areas. Only God can come in and pour himself into them er those areas. There are things that they haven't dealt with in their life, and they feel like they have to fulfill those areas with sex. And then let's go even deeper than that. Sometimes this is generational. This is a generational curse that needs to be broken in the spirit, sexual immorality going down the bloodline, hereditary sexual demons that come in and, and entice and keep that person inflamed with lust so much so that their wife or husband does not have it, does, does not do it. They have to have more than one partner for them to feel like they are actually being satisfied in sex. So this goes way beyond this. And then sometimes I want to address this. this is the last thing I want to address. And this is very sensitive, but there's also people that have been a victim, <clears throat> excuse me, of molestation and rape early in life or even recently. And since that time, the struggle has either been an unending and unnatural desire for sex and more sex, or some may have entered in their marriage and find it hard to open up to their husbands during sex. So you see how sex is a spiritual act, even when it's done in the area of rape. It, it, it tarnishes, it, it rips the soul. And only God can mend those areas, can come in and just do surgery and pour his love into those areas because it's left that person broken if they never dealt with it. It left that person 
longing to be safe. And so God told me to tell you this, those who have experiences and still dealing with the aftermath. He said, let me heal those broken places in your heart and soul. I love you. Let me spend time with you in my presence so that you can feel safe again. I will satisfy the deep longings in your heart and soul. I want to minister to you in those deep places. And most importantly, I want you to know that this is not your fault. There's nothing that you did and there was nothing that you said that caused this to happen to you. This is something the enemy plotted and schemed to try to derail and destroy your life. But I'm here and I'm going to bring this into a place of total healing. And this testimony is going to renew your life and it's going to bring healing and restoration into the lives of others. God is saying only he can satisfy your soul. Sometimes the things that we are going through in our lives is because our soul needs to be made whole. So let us pray. Father God, we thank you. We thank you for your time in your presence today. We thank you for allowing us to come into the realization, God, that the areas that we're struggling in, the areas that we are uh, tossing and turning with at night, the areas that we find uneasy and uncomfortable in our lives that we don't know what to do with, Lord, we know that they can be satisfied in you. Lord, help us to draw near to you. Help us, God, to draw closer to you. Lord, as the days go by, Lord, let us see and know that being close to you is more important than being close to anyone in our lives. There is no one more important than you. Lord, I thank you, God, that you are willing, ready, and able to meet every need that we have. I thank you, God, that you have you have resolution, you have proclamation, you have things that you want to proclaim and decree and declare in our lives to take place. And Lord, I thank you that you're going to do just what you say. Lord, there's nothing too impossible for you, nothing too hard for you. Lord God, everything that we need in life, you have it. Lord, you're there to feel that longing, that deep longing inside of us that has us reaching for more of other things. God, we we turn and we turn to you and say, Lord, I think I want more of this. But Lord, it could be that I need more of you. Lord, I can't get enough of this, but Lord, maybe it's because I need more of you. So Lord God, I thank you. I thank you for filling us afresh. I speak right now that everyone who is feeling deficient in their soul, those are dealing with addictions, those that are dealing with, um, with the addiction to pornography, drugs, alcohol, those who are just hurting from past hurts and mistakes and pain that they have endured over the years that they may have stuffed back into their subconscious. The Lord is ready to heal that for you right now. Lord God, I thank you right now that every last one of these people, by your stripes, we all are healed. Lord, we thank you that every need is met from the greatest to the smallest. We thank you, God, for being faithful 
and for just caring about everything that, that concerns us from the least to the greatest. Lord, who could ever have a God like this? Who could have ever imagined having a God that cares so deeply about even the intricate details of our lives? Lord, you sit high, but your heart and your compassion lives within us, lives here on earth with us through your spirit, God, through your anointing, God. Break every yoke of bondage. Bring under subjection every weight that have been weighing on your people. Bring it under subjection to your word. We cast down imagination and every high thing that would exalt itself against the knowledge of God. We take captive every thought and we bring it to the obedience of Christ Jesus. We break every soul tie and every demonic force and every spirit that is not of God. I command you to go in Jesus' name. And I decree and declare blessings over your people, healing, complete and total healing and restoration. Lord, pour yourself afresh inside of these earthen vessels, God, and continue to use us for your glory. In the mighty and precious name of Jesus. Amen. So, woo, hallelujah. <laughs> I thank you so much for taking the time and staying with us through this podcast. It was a little long, but I believe God had a lot to say to us today. Amen. So until we speak again, may the living waters of God continue to flow in your life. Have a blessed week.